1: Yes, here it is, Hour 3, Backbone Radio on October 9th, 2022. And yeah, we were just talking about manhood a little bit in that last hour. And the experts on that, the Bloyer Brothers coming up next, they tend to do a lot of theme, thematic material about manhood, embracing manhood. As we do around here, backbone, that implies good posture. And we're big advocates of, yes, in particular, weightlifting, exercise, yoga, even Zen meditation, all these things that get physical discipline, proper breathing. And yes, proud to say we've been hitting the weight room hard in recent years. And uh, pass it on. Pass it on. That's one. You know, you look at the world and you see how, how absolutely screwed up this world is with the people in power right now. Absolutely screwed up. One way that you can sort of help your mind through this is to make sure you're getting physically stronger. And you can be 90, you can be 80, 70, 60, 50, down to, you know, my little 10 year old son somehow it has it in his head he wants to lift weights. And he does these exercises every night. The guy can go to a soccer game and then a swim meet. He'll compete in soccer, then he'll get home. And uh, before he goes to bed, he does his little weight routine. I'm impressed with the little guy. And that, that did not come from me. I did not start that. I did not encourage I don't know where he gets it. But uh, those are the kind of habits, I think, that are good to bring through your life. And yes, embracing manhood in a culture that seems to be trying to oppress manhood and give manhood a guilty conscience in every possible way. All right. So just just so that's uh, just so that's clear. And as I think about uh, propaganda, the, the pretzels that people's minds get turned into with this constant exposure to the propaganda that we're always hearing. And, you know, even these news breaks I when mean, you hear, oh, the abortion issue is going to save the Democrats in November. That's what they're touting that they're trying to reinforce that I meme mean, It's the only thing the Democrats think that they have to go on is that abortion issue, but of course they're overlooking that it's the extreme abortion issue which the Democrats propound, which is far out of the mainstream of American colleagues, like right up to the day of birth and even after birth type abortions, that's the issue there. But think about this, think about this, and here's where I get to the real points here. We are on the cusp of nuclear Armageddon, according to Joe Biden himself. He was just saying that at a fundraiser that uh, we're on the verge of, uh, you know, they're facing the prospect of Armageddon. We haven't seen it since JFK and the Cuban Missile Crisis, right? He's saying that. And Macron and France got all upset. Hey, you can't talk like that. But, you know, is the CIA blowing up the Nord Stream pipeline and aggravating and pushing us? This whole Ukraine absolutely idiotic thing that we are doing, sending $67 billion to Ukraine this year. <laughs> it's America last with our leadership. Um, so where is the worry from the leftists about nuclear Armageddon? You saw the the leftists get paranoid about COVID, about microbes. I mean, it was COVID paranoia from these people. Oh, no, we might get COVID, you know. And um, so we had to wear these, like, very ineffective masks for all these years. Had to get those forced vaccines upon so many of us, like myself in health care, as a healthcare professional. Oh, it was paranoia. So afraid of COVID. Deathly afraid. Oh, my gosh, look at that person not wearing a mask. Oh, no! Remember all that. But now, I mean, we've got the real prospect of nuclear Armageddon, and where are the good luck? They seem pretty cavalier about it, do they not? They seem pretty nonchalant about nuclear destruction when they were so paranoid... About COVID. So what gives? But you see how the propaganda—they just absorb the propaganda. They just follow what the mainstream media power people say and put in their minds. And it never occurs to them the constant pretzels their minds are actually in—the <laughs> state of pretzeldom. Yeah, let's be afraid of COVID. But ah, oh, no, who cares? Nuclear Armageddon, whatever. You know, who cares about that? And the same thing about, um, you know, these people are environmental paranoiacs, right? Obsessed about the environment, obsessed about, you know, uh, carbon fossil fuels and the atmosphere and the rest of it and the warming, global warming. Um, But we've just had this Nord Stream pipeline blown up, spewing out all kinds of harmful gases into the environment, and where are the environmentalists? Where, where Are they freaking out about this? Are they having a cow about this? Are they going to pretend that Russia did it when they know that it was most for sure the United States that blew that up and created this environmental catastrophe in that region north of Germany? Um, you see how, you know, uh, where, where are the environmental wackos on this Nord Stream pipeline deal? Where are they? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and where are they on the prospects of Armageddon? Wouldn't you rather have mean tweets? We were just kind of tweet, we were tweeting about this over on the Backbone Radio Twitter page. I would a lot rather have mean tweets than nuclear Armageddon, wouldn't you? What 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 do you think? But you see, the propaganda tells people, tells people that Trump is bad. Trump was so bad, he was really really bad. We have to have somebody else. We have to get anybody else. Um. But you think back, about it, if you really filter through the propaganda, what, what did Trump do? He's just some outsider that showed up and brought peace and prosperity to the United States of America and to the world. <laughs> and yet the propaganda had their minds so spun out of control that they, they, they thought we had to get somebody else, you know, and depending on what you believe about the 2020 and so forth. Um, but look at where we are right now, OK? We're on the verge of Armageddon. We've got uh, environmental catastrophe at the Nord Stream Pipeline. We have a stock market collapse, and the bond market, too, is going down in the Biden Armageddon era. We've got a real estate collapse. Interest rates are way up. It's like double the interest rate now to, for your housing payment. If you're going to buy a house. Inflation at 40-plus year highs, your food, groceries, gas, energy shortages. They want the uh, hormone treatment for kids. Talk about manhood there. Good grief, Um, perverted leftist sex grooming of kids, putting the FBI on parents that go to school board meetings. We've got wide open borders. We've got the intelligence apparatus running the United States of America, all because of the propaganda. They, They convinced some people that Trump was so bad that we had to have a stock market collapse, a real estate collapse, inflation, new highs. My gosh, folks, I mean, do you see what kind of pretzel minds these people are? because they're just uh, being led around by the nose by propaganda. And I even mean a lot of commentators that should know better, but who marinate in the propaganda just as much as your average doofus out there who swallows it all whole. So um, does it even occur to people to wonder about, um, hmm, you know, maybe this nuclear Armageddon thing is not worth it. Maybe, you know, the CIA blowing up the Nord Stream pipeline. Maybe that was not really worth it environmentally. Maybe like the complete financial collapse of all these markets. By the way, here's, here's a little data point on this. Did you know that um, stocks have been down in Biden's era? The Three consecutive quarters, stocks have been down. First time since 2009 that has happened. But listen to this. Stocks and bonds have both been down the last three consecutive quarters, and that is for the first time in the United States history. Stocks and bonds both down three quarters in a row, three consecutive quarters. And, oh, it's because of the propaganda we had to make a change from the guy who brought peace and prosperity to this country and to this world? Hmm. But it would not occur to these people who are so controlled and so marinated in the propaganda and the mainstream narrative where they all pretend stuff. Like they're all pretending that, yeah, maybe Russia blew up the Nord Stream pipeline. (laughs) Where they pretend that, oh yeah, Hunter Biden's laptop, that's Russian disinformation. Where they pretend that Russia in 2016 stole the election for Trump. Do you see? Everyone's pretending. They're just pretending. And their minds are so warped and so warped that they, you know, they have no connection with reality. And I think that's actually a really dangerous time to be in. Mass formation, psychosis—would you call? It? Let's be afraid of COVID, but oh, don't worry about nuclear Armageddon. Don't worry about that because yeah, they're just following what the news tells them. Yeah, coal miner's daughter, Loretta Lynn. We're doing a big salute and tribute to the legend Loretta Lynn passing away this week at the age of 90. And yes, she was born in 1932 in Butcher's Hollow, Kentucky, as you just heard her sing in this coal miner's daughter tune. And yeah, I remember uh, that Sissy Spacek movie. Was that early 80s? Somewhere in there. Patsy Cline, good friend of Loretta Linz. one time, you know, big world traveler, right? Uh, I was doing some explorations down in the Bahamas. I ended up on this little island called Eleuthera, hiking around, and I came by this big mansion, this big house out there on this Bahama island called Eleuthera. And guess what? Somebody said, Hey, that's a Loretta Lynn's uh, house. And I was like, Oh, really? That's Loretta. Loretta lives there. I was like, Is she there now? I might go say hi. Said, oh, no, she's not there right now. And I said, okay. So I didn't go uh, going, but I, I could have said hey to Loretta out there in the Bahamas if she would have been there. Of course, if she would have known I was there, she might have tried to be there, don't you think? Anyway, yeah, we uh losing the great ones. And, you know, when you lose these great ones, and um, is what's replacing them as good as they used to be? Ah, uh, this country, it used to be better. Afraid to say it, we got to find a way to... Get around that corner, by the way, um, 24 number one hits from Loretta Lynn, 11 number one albums, the most awarded female country singer in history, and yes, a big supporter of Donald Trump. Loretta Lynn loved Donald Trump, ladies and gentlemen. It takes courage to step up and do that, as Kanye West is fine. I'll talk about Kanye West a little bit. He's come out and said a few very, very interesting things this week. But again, on the propaganda pretzels people's minds get turned into, they get so propagandized, they have no clue what's in their own best interest or their own country's self-interest. And they're like living in this warped alternate reality spectrum in which, you know, hey, you know, mean tweets are so bad from Trump. Mean tweets are so bad that, you know, we have to get somebody else in there who's going to bring us nuclear Armageddon. I mean, how, how just warped is some of this country and again they are the minority the propagandized are the minority but i'm going after them but here's listen to president trump back in 2017 talking about the prospect of nuclear war with russia this is such common sense bringing to bear
2: on this very very important issue but it would be much easier for me to be so tough the tougher i am on russia the better but you know what i want to do the right thing for the american people And to be honest, secondarily, I want to do the right thing for the world. If Russia and the United States actually got together and got along, and don't forget, we're a very powerful nuclear country, and so are they. There's no upside. We're a very powerful nuclear country, and so are they. I've been briefed, and I can tell you one thing about a briefing that we're allowed to say because anybody that ever read the most basic book can say it. Nuclear holocaust would be like no other they're a very powerful nuclear country and so are we if we have a good relationship with russia believe me that's a good thing not a bad so when you see say-
1: yeah that's uh, trump was right about everything trump is right about everything ladies and gentlemen and if you could strip away all the lies about trump from the round the clock propaganda you just have to realize that this is a guy who brought peace and prosperity to this country and to the world for the four years he was in office, and he went around the experts in the State Department and foreign policy. He had a very antagonistic relationship with the FBI and the CIA, as we all know, and the military-industrial complex with the warmonger. It was a great oasis for years, folks. And now, and I've just listed out some of the reasons that, you know, Joe Biden... Bringing us Armageddon. He's bringing us foreign policy and domestic policy Armageddon. It's a disaster. But ask anybody who has a real hostile opinion about Trump. Tell them exactly why. What, what was it that Trump do that you didn't like? Ask them, and they will recite some species of propaganda towards you. They don't have anything, they got nothing. Just watch them recite some kind of propaganda back in you, at you because their minds are warped into pretzels from the power people that control the media the big brother telescreens and we've got to have more people free their minds from it as we have around here let's say a little hello to jim in inglewood jim thank you for checking in glad you're here
3: hello matt um i just want to compliment you how you go and it's not only a political show but it's a moral one of ethics and you know it got me thinking about when you were talking about one thing that I'm I've been thinking about have you noticed how our media and our government in many ways basically disrespects uh, fathers and males and particularly I don't recall a single commercial where a man is not considered kind of stupid that the woman has to <laughs> yeah. come in and say, uh, you know, and and you know, it, it it never used to be this way. It's almost like if you're a male, you're you're expected either not to be a, you know, a married man, a, a, a you know, a father, but uh, you're, you're you're expected to just. Uh, go around there and mess around and not uh, take responsibility. It's just, it's just sad. And, Masculinity you know, that's, 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 that's is
1: devalued. Masculinity is a threat to the regime, to the people in power. They don't want too much testosterone in this country because they find that makes them feel vulnerable. It makes them feel <laughs> well, nervous <laughs> to have, like, real men out there in the country, you know? They're, they're, they, built to, well, they're waging a war against manhood.
3: I agree, but also what they're trying to do is they destroy fatherhood in in the process. A a father is crucial to a son's development. We see time and time, and the statistics are out clearly that kids that, that don't have fathers involved with them turn out not to be productive. They end up turning to crime. A father is critical to a family, and it's critical for a son's development. And yet, we celebrate. Our government celebrates. Our media celebrates when children are born out of wedlock. That should not be. Re- that should not be a positive thing. That well, should be and a Jim, negative thing.
1: on this, I think that you know you'll see studies that will tell you that um, a huge swath of voters for Democrats, Democrat voters, are um, you know uh, single women that don't have the family, don't have the man around, single mothers. And uh, the government okay. becomes the father. Does that make sense? The government takes uh, the place totally. of the man in their lives, and that's what they want. They'd just rather have the government be the big brother, the big father, right, and devalue manhood in terms of individual males in this country. We, we've we got to step up against that, and Tucker Carlson's doing good work on that.
3: I agree. I agree, but I'm, I'm just uh, realizing I see so many... T- Think of the last uh, TV show... Where a father was depicted positively, I can think of one, but it's a long time ago.
1: Father knows best.
3: <laughs> oh, that? No, I can't go that far back. I would say Bill Cosby, in his show. Good remember point. Him? Yeah, he, he was great. He was a he was, you know. I can't, and I don't know when there was, a, you know, a white compliment to that. I can't, remember or, uh, that. Little
1: House in the Prairie. Um, oh uh, yeah. What was Pa? What was Michael Landon?
3: That's pretty yeah. pretty
1: solid well, father figure there. In that uh,
3: we're going to the seventies there though. We're yeah. going to the seventies.
1: Well, <laughs> see, I don't I don't watch much any TV, frankly. So I, I'm not a good. Uh, I, I couldn't tell you what's going on these days, but I assume it's just uh, just a just a catastrophe, just a massacre on that front in Hollywood today.
3: Oh yeah, I, I, I our move, everything that presents, males are uh, you know a father just is just uh, a, a rube you know and that's uh they're looking the government's looking to take over a fatherhood and you know this is unpo- this will destroy america in the end if the family goes down the toilet then the this country goes down exactly the toilet exactly right that's but my, i have
1: hope cuz you see a lot of guys out there who are into you know wearing the beards and going hunting and doing the bodybuilding mm-hmm. and being fathers and staying in committed marriages and you know there there's a counter rebellion to that you don't hear enough about in the media but manhood is strong in this country. It just needs a little bit of less hostility and antagonism from the people on top. Great points, Jim. Thank you, sir. Yeah, who remembers Deaf Leopard from the 80s, from the 90s? I was on the side of a soccer field this morning, and one of the soccer moms right there on our team, rooting for the right team, she had a Deaf Leopard sweatshirt on. <laughs> and I had to cause it. Hey. You got the coolest sweatshirt around here. That That's awesome. Way to go, soccer mom. And so we uh, had a few reminiscences about Def Leppard. Yeah, Blake, you're cool with Def Leppard, or you ever heard of him? Yeah, okay. Yeah, he's he's not convinced on Weezer or Def Leppard yet. Not that I'm big into Def Leppard, but, you know, kind of that sweatshirt was really cool. Soccer moms are tough, by the way. Those are tough, tough gals. By the way, fascinating interview Kanye West had with Tucker Carlson this week. And I'll tell you what, the, you know, we've been talking a bit about the propaganda waged against Trump for these last all these years. But, do you know, I mean, Kanye West loved Trump all the way along when he was running in 2016 and he loved him. But he felt like he was told he could not say that. He could not say that out loud. And he says that that kind of drove him crazy. And he says this right here. I think this is a very
4: very poignant statement it drove me crazy to not be able to say that i like trump it drove because think about it's me imagine me not being able to say what i wanted what was the point of being famous what was the point of having you know millions of people love your music what was the point of having a voice if you can't even use your own voice and connect it to your own opinions yes (laughs) that's where the disconnect happened that's where the quote um I think wrongly uh, 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 wrongly diagnosed, that's where the bipolarity is, because you got something you're thinking, but you're told you're not allowed to say it in public. See, the, the left is so serious about their power. They're so serious and greedy
1: for their power that they cannot let a young black man like Kanye West come out and say he loves Trump. They can't just can't allow that. And so they call him crazy. He's crazy. He's bipolar. He's manic. He's got all these diseases, just like in the Soviet Union. They would marginalize dissidents by saying, oh, these are crazy people there. They've got mental illness. Isn't that sick? The people in power, how Hollywood bullies people.
4: I never actually told people that I like Trump when he was running because I was bullied by Hollywood, because I stayed in Hollywood, and people like, think about your kids, and I'm trying to hold on to the marriage, so I'm just biting my tongue. Like there's so many fathers and mothers that go to work every day, and they're in a situation where they're biting their tongue because they think it will be better for their children. That's right. So even me, in my position, I was biting my tongue on my political opinion because I thought it would be better for my children.
1: So can Kanye West really be a father if he has to bite his tongue? What, what does that do to his, his sense of personal
4: dignity, his sense of manhood, yeah? Kanye, talking about his kids. And now you look up and my kids are going to a school that teaches black kids a complicated Kwanzaa. Kwanzaa doesn't, you know, so they don't teach even Christmas itself, Christmas. They don't teach it at Sierra Canyon. And what they do is take all of the celebrities, the actors, the basketball players, and they throw them in this one school and they indoctrinate the kids. So my son saw him as brilliant. So right now they're looking to figure out how to indoctrinate him to make him be another part of the system.
1: Absolutely. Kanye West is a truth teller out there. He is a truth teller, very talented musician, obviously, but a smart artist.
4: Here's here's one last Kanye. Ray Kurzweil said we have the information needed to have a human utopia, but we're led by the least noble, most greedy people. There's a solution that can bring happiness to so many more people.
1: Yep. We are led by the least noble and the most greedy people. People, And I'll tell you what, you know, on these themes, we've been talking a bit about manhood tonight, sort of just got on that wasn't part of the plan. But uh, Scott Bloyer walked in. The Bloyer brothers host the next program after Backbone Radio, Scott and Casey Bloyer. And and Scott and I were just talking during the break. And you're talking about, uh, you know, you know, happiness, manhood, fatherhood uh, during the break. And you were saying that, you know, if the the people that tend to be the happiest are the ones that marry earliest. Marry young and have kids and have kids young.
5: And they're also the least likely to get divorced, but we're Hmm. told marry later, have kids later, and it becomes more of an issue when it comes to longevity of marriage. Mm -hmm. So we're seeing that more and more.
1: Yeah, and are you writing a book about this? I'm working on something. Yeah, yeah.
5: I'm I'm heading in that direction. Okay. I I played a lot of football, so I've been hitting the head. It'll take me a little bit longer than most people. So,
1: (laughs) (laughs) well. And, uh, and you're a pastor. Everyone knows Scott Bloyer around here, Scott and Casey. Uh, wonderful, wonderful fellas, and they're uh,
5: good friends of mine long term.
1: Um, and, uh, you know, uh, you're a pastor. Yes. Okay, just just uh, you know, whereabouts are you? We're at past- the
5: pa- I, I'm the lead pastor at Elevation Christian Church out in Aurora.
1: Okay, yeah. And you know a few things about these issues we're talking about. You th- yeah. Is manhood a little bit uh, being devalued by the government, by our cultural elites, um, do, you, do you think that they, they see manhood as a threat? Do you think testosterone is a threat to the people in power? What's going on with some of this?
5: Without a doubt, I think what we're seeing right now is uh, that anything that is manhood that leads to leadership is considered toxic. And so that's mm. what they're going to direct it towards is, well, this is toxic. You're talking down, you're doing this. And it's not toxic. It's just leadership. And unfortunately, in many cases, both the generation before us and part of our generation, because we're considered Gen X, you know, um, yeah. we're, we're the guys in the middle that were last key kids. Um, we, we've kind of abdicated that role, right? It, it, it kind of stepped into that place. So now... What we're seeing is certain people are trying to take back that position of leadership and, and care. Cause leadership is not about being a dictator. It's not being about being a jerk, especially if you're a person of faith and, you know, uh, we're supposed to be equal partners in the sure. life of faith. We're, we're told that in the New Testament. We're, you know, uh, Eve was created from Adam's rib, not the bottom of his foot or the top of his head, uh, it's supposed to be side by side partners in leadership. And so, um, the goal should be servant leaders, not dictators or jerks. And unfortunately, we have guys that think, well, leadership means I get to be the man. I tell you what to do. Sit down, shut up, stay in the kitchen, stay pregnant, you know, whatever. And that's not the case. Mm -hmm. So what we've got to be able to do is bring a redefinition of manhood, pointing people in towards the way we're saying is biblical manhood, not just toxic manhood, just not man leadership. It's biblical manhood in a way where we're walking by faith as a biblical leader.
1: And you're saying, uh, you know, if, if there is any extent of a loss of faith in this culture, at least coming from on high, yeah, the cultural elites uh, seem pretty much entirely godless right now. But the, some of the consequences that come from this are what you are describing. Yes. Would um, you agree with that? You betcha. Yeah.
5: The statistics that just came out recently in, I, I don't know if it was Pew Research or... Um, church and family, but they talked about how um, uh, the current millennial generation, or Generation Y, or whatever you want, why not whatever you want to call them, they have walked along a, a, a more away from their faith than any other generation. They're calling them also the generation of none, because anything when it comes to religious affiliation on their um, forms would be none. I have none, and what they've said is more and more people have stepped away from their faith because of the lack of leadership of a man, of a father, even a stepfather um, in the life of a child, whether it be male or female, they're less likely to continue on in a life of faith because they didn't have a male role role model in that area.
1: And then, you know, if the man tries to step up or the man asserts himself in some ways, maybe he's then told, oh, you know, you're uh, you're being tyrannical. You're being toxic. Yeah. Um, You're overstepping your bounds. You're not respecting women in some ways but it's it's a fine line it right? Is. and you, it is. you don't want to overcompensate right no but the, it's a role that should be respected
5: I, I i think it should be respected i think we we can't step in and say here i'm going to take it because um it's already ours mm-hmm. it's been it, it, it is a god-given responsibility for us to lead in our homes to lead in our families now how you do that really determines how it's received you know because perception's reality if you walk in and you start acting like a a butthole to your family, <laughs> yes. then you're not really going to be received as a good leader. And but so but what if you're, you're too there.
1: timid? What what if you're mousy? You know, what if you're a, a lay down? I mean then that's that's a risk as well. It's right? very much a risk. Yeah. yeah very There's very a lot much. of that going on yeah. out there.
5: Yeah. I, I well and and part of that, they're saying statistically again, has to do with we had young men that were raised by all females there was no again no male role model in not again not being asserted as toxic manhood dictator anything but even a man just to say hey this is how we treat women this is how we develop relationships with women and so either they um will fall on the side of being more passive or you're going to have guys that will overcorrect because uncle bobby says you got to punch him in the mouth and so now you're following Uncle Bobby, and so you've got this there's no there's no losing faith losing bearings you betcha yeah
1: hey we're talking to scott bloyer and i really heartfelt encourage everybody after backbone radio finishes at seven listen to scott and casey bloyer talk about these issues and more every sunday and you guys go two hours. Yep, seven minutes. Two nine. hours. And, First uh, hours,
5: on, hour's on menhood. Second hour's more on our brain damage and sports <laughs> and stuff. So.
1: Hey, I could be a part of that. There hey, you go. You're yeah. right. <laughs> there we go. That's our final tribute song to Loretta Lynn tonight A Sacred Number. How Great Thou Art. And a big prayer to the family of Loretta Lynn, who has passed away this week at the age of 90. Beautiful voice, such beautiful songs. And I like the pedal steel numbers. Played a bunch of those tonight. Going deep on the deep tracks with Loretta, sweet Loretta. Born in Butcher's Hollow, Kentucky. Coal miner's daughter. Most awarded country singer, female, in American music history. And... uh God bless, God bless to Loretta Lynn. We're talking about Kanye West a bit and he had a little statement about Jesus soldiers as we talk about our faith moment here and just had a wonderful Pastor Scott Bloyer in here with us and Kanye West and uh she, she, he went out he put on a white lives matter t-shirt <laughs> Kanye West did and uh oh that provoked a big old Reaction, uh, you know, and let, let's hear him talk about Jesus soldiers.
4: For me to go out and just state an obvious and empathetic statement in the middle of the most liberal central, like to go, that was like Tiananmen Square or something. Right? <laughs> I was like, <laughs> with Candace Owens, and we both wore the shirt at the same time. You know, we got some Jesus soldiers out here. And people say they're willing to die for it, but we live for it. We're living for the battle. And what's the battle for? Life itself. Our children, they're killing us through the food. They're killing us through the content. They're killing us through the programming. But God is alive and is alive in all of us. And we will overcome.
1: We will overcome. And there is hope in that. And maybe that is the answer, but I always say, Jesus soldiers, Christian soldiers, you can't just sit back. You can't just sit back and be passive and wait for God to do something. God gave us free will. We can do something. We need to do something with the free will given to us by God. Even David had to lift up that rock. Oh, yes, Jesus soldiers And before I say quick hellos to everybody, just one little thing from the Trump rally yesterday about Biden's police state. This is what, in part, we are fighting against.
2: Before our very eyes, Biden and his left wing handlers are turning America into a police state. Think of what's happening. Look at what's going on. After ignoring violent attacks on pro-life clinics, the Biden administration is rounding up pro-life activists all over the country. First, they arrested the minister that you all read about. Then this week, they arrested grandparents with guns drawn, many agents storming into their little houses, putting them in jail and protesting. These people went out and beautifully, silently protested. And they're in jail now. They were protesting outside of abortion clinics, charging them with crimes punishable by up to 11 years in prison. In many cases, they're grandparents, they're elderly people, and they're doing this to look at peaceful patriots. Think of it. These are peaceful patriots. You can agree with them. You don't have to agree. They want to put them in jail for 11 years.
1: And I'll pause that one there, but that clip goes on, and it's such a beautiful clip. But that's we're dealing with a, a incredibly corrupt regime. And just one quick point. The Mark Hemingway has an article, an essay, in Real Clear Investigations about armed belt, armed bureaucrats. Armed and Beltway-ish, more federal bureaucrats than U.S. Marines authorized to pack heat. And uh, Hemingway dug this up, that um, more than 200,000 federal bureaucrats now have been granted the authority to carry guns and make arrests, which is more than the 186,000 Americans serving in the United States Marine Corps. And so... Did you know that um, the IRS has armed agents, HHS, Health and Human Services has armed agents. You have to you can go the EPA has armed bureaucrats. Um, go down this crazy list of all these different uh, government bureaucrat agencies that are armed armed. And I'll be doing more on this, but the fulfillment of leftist power fantasies is unelected armed bureaucrats, ladies and gentlemen. This is what we are fighting against. This is what we are up against. That is so contrary to what the founders intended, contrary to our Constitution. And I'll leave it there. Let's say hello to Brian first. And, Brian, welcome to the program. Thanks for hanging on a minute, sir.
6: Hey, Matt. Best show on radio.
1: Amen, brother. Glad you're here.
6: You know what? Uh, Loretta Lynch is as American as apple pie. I love that gal, I got to tell you.
1: Yep, hate the and, loser.
6: And you know about this Kanye West? All these people, he came out. He he put everything on the line. All these people that sell their souls to keep their money, we're, we're not gonna we're not gonna forget you. We're gonna remember what you did, and we're gonna know who you are. Like the uh, like who he married, the Kardashians. They're about money. They're about nothing but money. They're but they're pathetic.
1: Right, and the marriage broke up, and Kanye soldiers on in courage, making making something of himself.
6: I don't listen to rap music, but I might start. But anyhow, you know what? I got married when I was 18 years old.
1: Well done, well done.
6: I've been married for 34 years. I got a, a beautiful family. Now it's grandkids. Uh, I'm a empty nester in my 700-square-foot palace that we've talked about before. Yes. And, and you know what? That makes life worth living. When you get older, you better have grandkids because you're going to run out of things to talk about with the old lady. That's just <laughs> the way it is.
1: Well, you know... That's right, now, and uh, grandparents, that is a sacred and noble duty, when especially, like, Mike, uh, we've got lucky to have four grandparents. They're, they're always taking the kids to swimming and soccer and all the stuff when we get spread too thin, and it's a glorious, glorious thing, Brian. Well done.
6: You could have the worst day in the world. When your grandkids roll up to visit you, you're all good. Life's simple. Life's easy. Life's great.
0: Yep. And I
6: tell you what, i I got to blame Russia for something, though. Our thirty-fourth year anniversary, I uh, decided to splurge a little. I took the old lady out to Denny's. Uh. Now I'm thinking I can get a six ninety-nine dinner. No, it's eleven ninety-nine now, and drinks are three ninety-nine. So yeah, it was a little expensive. But you uh, gotta hear that country song Apple.
1: about the guy who takes his girlfriend out to Applebee's, because that's his big splurge. Sometimes it's usually Wendy's or something, but then he, they went to Applebee's and uh maybe i'll bring that as bumper music sometime i keep going brian but hey bless you for making the smart decision to marry early and have kids early and now you just got surrounded by grandkids yeah well done sir and jack jack we've only got a minute and a half but thanks for checking in from i guess evergreen way tonight what's going yeah, on sir
3: in Le- evergreen i was asleep but i heard a little bit of what you were talking about hunting and Trondheim, Norway but let me put it all together for you on 911 when they went into the uh, the twin towers with the airplanes it, it, it grounded all the airplanes for 3 days and the flight that we were supposed to take to Norway to hunt the capercaillie which is the largest turkey in the world basically uh, with some friends of ours from England So they grounded the plane so we could never make the trip, although they did give us our money back. But you were talking about Trondheim, Norway. That's where the Capricayleys are. You were talking about hunting. Interesting. It's actually
1: Tromso, which is very close to Trondheim. Okay. Up north up there, yeah.
3: Okay, but we never did get to do it, and we never got to reschedule it. But it's the same people we hunt in Scotland with the red grouse and all that. They they put these trips together with us, and we enjoy going on. But anyway, okay, I'll let you go. Well, hey, I'm
1: glad to know you're a, you're a, a fellow hunter, Jack. And uh, that speaks very well of you. And um, anyway, we just always are sending the good word your way and love to chat more when we can. But here comes the end of the old program. All the best, Jack. Thanks. Wonderful program tonight. Thanks to the brilliant callers and text the studio. Talk next Sunday.